0: Welcome to BLB Radio, with your hosts, Dick Wolf and Clay Shaver. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, it's BLB Radio, I'm here with uh, the host with the most, the, the champion, the king, the commish, Clay Shaver, how you doing, sir?
1: Oh, better now.
0: Oh, well. Well, I've got to suck up to you so you can tell me the secrets to shaving.
1: So it pr it won't help, but I appreciate it. I mean, keep trying.
0: <laughs> well, I'm Jake Wolf, you know, and and you've got the best in the league on one end, and then you've got uh, the bottom of the league on the other. So we can give you the perspective uh, from from all angles. And uh, Clay, congratulations, 1999 BLB
1: champ. Well, you know, it's we're. I like to think of us as the little team that could, but uh, we managed to scrape something together and, uh, you know, do something with the 99 season. I know no one believed in us for sure. I mean, it was, it was time for me to, for it to all fall apart and blow up. But uh, you know, with the, it's amazing what you can do with $120 million.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll see by the end of the day, if you think your window closed
1: last season
0: or uh, if there's still a little room left. So
1: Well. You know, it's a. I like to. I like to keep my personal feelings separate from Shaver Metrics, though it does bear my name. You know, I always think that I'm the team to beat, but sometimes the math doesn't always say that.
0: Well, we'll start it off with a bang. Uh, you know, tw- number 24, and you know
1: these first four teams are all
0: big-time rebuilding right now. At 24, we've got Officer Happy and the Batavia Mud Dogs.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Batavia's in. Uh, let's call it year two of what who knows is going to be, uh, this reclamation project, their payroll sitting at 28 million. Um, they'll probably look like a team with a $28 million payroll, um, made a few moves in the off season, arguably the most notable, uh, drafted their own guy in the rule five draft, uh, which you you have to question which direction your team's going in when the best guy in the market is the guy you should have protected. Uh, (laughs) You know, Hector uh, Coronel won the IL batting title last year, but of course, it's kind of a "if a tree falls in a forest" type thing. Uh, but even he's dinged up, and, and and we'll start the season on the DL. So I, I think it's it, it's rough going. I actually have uh, when I was trying to when I when we do shaver metrics when I when I look at it after the fact, I try to come up with kind of a what to watch for each team. And the best I can come up with for for Batavia, and this actually applies to you, so so it'd be great to get your input. Is I have this this idea that we build this northern this upstate new york super team where we batavia moves west syracuse moves east and we have the uh like the rochester slam dogs or something like that i mean it's it's still probably like a 70 win team but uh it it might be both of your best shot
0: well you know first words hurt secondly there still would be no pitching on that team so you know maybe we could uh get the triple a comets to come up from new york and regionalize you know the Bills do it with Toronto. I mean, maybe there's a Canadian league that we don't see in our universe that we could get somebody from. So, Well, and you know, you've mentioned the Rule 5. They did, in a, in a, the fifth trade, the hottest name on the trade market this uh, offseason, Stephen King, you know, who I'm sure you were very excited to return on a Rule 5 and then uh, give him a minor league
1: contract. So, Yeah, that's, hey. a, that's that guy. I. I I spent more time with that guy in the off season than any other player. And I'm not sure we're even going to know who he is in two years.
0: You know, we sat here last off season and we looked at number 23 and we thought to ourselves, what are they doing? And uh, who thought that we'd be back here saying it again, you know, just a couple months later and they're doing the opposite. So we've got Carlos in Denver and I, you know, I've got no words.
1: I, I mean, I had my, I had three letters and they're WTF. I, I just, I don't know what's going on right now. They, they, they trade everything that even resembled talent on their team. They, they loaded up in the rule five draft. It looked like they, he's in full on rebuild. He's blowing it up. And then he caps off the season by trading for a $9 million middle reliever yeah. uh bringing in the guy from California. I, 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 you know, what it's, if, if his goal is to be unpredictable, he's absolutely nailed it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, you know, it was all worth it for uh, 77 wins. I, whenever I can turn, you know, a bunch of first-round picks and prospects into aging veterans that I can turn back into some second-round picks, I usually try to do that. But, you know, Rex Morgan is gone, Cy Gray, uh, Ole Men's, Chuck Lindsey, Pete Fitzgerald in a sign-and-trade. And, I mean, I don't even think Denver got to know these guys.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a revolving door, and I, I've I've kind of realized that the only thing Denver-related that's that's even fun to watch is the forums.
0: Yes, of course, of course, and uh, if there was a uh, security camera at the uh, penitentiary,
1: I guess it I guess it's tough to run your organization when it's with collect calls on a payphone. <laughs> well, moving on, our first tie
0: of the day. These are always exciting because I have no idea how. <laughs> Shaver metrics to get a tie out of the the two of the worst teams in uh, baseball, but tied at 21 Davenport and Pawtucket.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I guess when you're this low and you you come up with a tie, it's just, you don't, you don't care enough to break it. I mean, I suppose we could put, we could put something else in there, but there's just not a lot to like. I I mean, I'll start with Davenport just because they have somewhat of an honor because they are coming off the co-commissioners cup Mm -hmm. last season um and then that's what ha- I mean that's what happens when you move out your best hitter arguably one of the best hitters in the game uh you fall in the tank uh they used the this offseason they used the number 1 pick in the rule 5 to grab a mediocre reliever um made very little movement in the offseason um they they did add Pat Kane to their rotation um i mean they have one uh, i guess kind of legit blb talent in in Pat Danford but his injury history Makes me wonder if if there's a lot going there. they're super young in the minors. Honestly, I I don't see how Davenport isn't kind of the team to beat, well, beat up, really, uh, in in the race for uh, another first overall pick. Yeah, and, you know, to their credit, they've got not
0: only their own first-round picks, but now they've got Carlos's mess for the next four years. So a lot of room to improve there. And then moving on to the other 21st team, your boy Fun Clown, party like it's your birthday.
1: You know what? What do you get for the team that sells everything? <laughs> and you know, it's just a—he's uh, got a—he's oh, got a really high number in Shaver metrics again because he's just kind of mediocre across the board. Quiet off season by his standards for sure. Uh, Ole Mens, Clarence Willis come in—not uh, a ton to be excited about that. He's finally, finally got some youth coming up. I, you know, he's. I guess he was Carlos before there was Carlos, in, in that he you never quite knew if he was rebuilding or going for it, rebuilding or going for it. I think the years when he was rebuilding are finally starting to, to at least bear a little bit of fruit on the tree, and he's got some young guys like Tyler Quinn and Wade Tull coming up, but uh there's not a lot to like here although i always go back and, and my kind of what to watch for Pawtucket is he's just it's a powder keg thing he's just been too quiet for too long he he's something's got to give he's gonna he's gonna either overpay for something or he's gonna sell off what talent he has or there's gonna be a meltdown of some kind i do something paw has been been everything's been too normal out of Pawtucket.
0: Well, in normal and fun clown, I don't know if those words have ever gone together, but uh, moving on, you know, the next two teams are two teams I see as uh, kind of coming out of a rebuild, or they're, they're towards the end of what's supposed to be a rebuild, and they're still at the bottom of the shaver metrics. One's a surprise to me, one's not, and that's number 20, myself, the Syracuse Slammers.
1: Now Syracuse, I, I kind of look at Syracuse off season really started back in September when they got when you got Sean Mills off of waivers from Windy City. Uh, looks like based on uh, spring training, and you can obviously speak better to this that they may be taking a look at him as a starting pitcher. pitcher excuse me. I I question if you go deep, but uh, there there's value there for sure if you can. I mean, I don't know if you want to speak on that. Real quick before I, I give you my other points.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, we we picked up Mills not really with the intention of turning him into a starter, but it was something we saw in the off season that might work. He uh, obviously he's not going to be able to go super deep into games, but if he can give us six, even five and a half innings, I think we've got a strong enough pen, uh, strength in numbers at least, uh, that we can get through seven, eight, nine. So. We're looking at him as a guy that can be uh, go out there and give us six strong innings and, and compete with some other number ones. I, I have a cautious optimism that he can do it. Uh, and it allows us to bump a couple other guys down that shouldn't be that high up in the rotation.
1: Yeah, well, you should get some offense, obviously, with a, with the big money move this offseason for uh, for Kinsey back to the DL, gives him a shot to uh, play his best defensive position, which is DH. Um, I like Uh, and I'm going to probably butcher the name, Ricky. I don't know if you're saying Adam or Adam, uh, the rookie who looks like he may grab the spot at the top of the lineup. Legit speedster, legit uh, top of the lineup guy. Uh, You don't see that a lot in the DL. You don't see that a lot in the entire league, but I think he could be a nice table setter with that, with that big bat behind him. I honestly, and may sound like it's a, a little bit of smoke blowing, but I think this team is a little bit better then uh, what the shaver metrics number comes out i i don't know if it's if you're ready to contend but but i do like i, I do like the makeup of the young players in fact my kind of thing to watch is you got a lot of money and if you start strong that adding a veteran arm or two could could absolutely at least make you a contender in the pilsner i like to see a left-handed starter but I think make me feel a little bit better about the rotation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, Dugan was a guy that we thought uh, Vinny Dugan would be ready, uh, a lefty. He came up in September last year, posted some respectable numbers, uh, but he walked a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys in his first couple starts. And he's just not ready yet. So absolutely. uh, We could use a lefty and, you know, like I said, last year, we always finish one or two spots ahead of where you predict us in shaver metrics. So, Look for a stellar, you know, possible third place finish in the Pilsner this year. And,
1: and at number 19,
0: I, a little bit of a surprise for me. Lost a couple guys, but uh, Jistic and Windy City.
1: Yeah, 83 wins last year, pretty much right smack dab in the middle of the pack. Uh, quiet offseason again for him, which is isn't always the case with uh, with Jistic and, and Windy City. Uh, and maybe Shaver Metrics may have him down a little bit because, again, like Syracuse not, a, not seeing a single left-handed pitcher in Wendy city's case in his rotation. And that really could leave him hamstrung, especially in the IL, which is loaded with left-handed bats. Um, you, you really need at least one left-handed pitcher in, in your rotation. I mean, I can know speaking personally, I, I'll for, I'll force someone in there just to, just to get a left-handed guy in there. They're, they're hard to find. And he could really, he could really use one. And I think that's going to kind of hurt him. Um, Ming-Air er is, is really their, their only household name offensively. Art Yandel is someone who can put up big numbers, but not consistent. I, I'm not sure where the offense is going to come from with this team. I, I, I do like there's a if, – if you're looking for something exciting, if you're a Windy City fan, something to watch is they do have this kid, the number 16 overall prospect, Edward May, uh, Maya. or Maya. He is a uh, big-time slow cook down in a uh, single a three and a half years in a ball but this is the type of guy and i see how he's sitting right now it might be the type of guy that goes from single a at the start of the season and and you're legitimately seeing him in the majors by september this this kid looks good and could be the name that's carrying the team when windy city windy city's ready to compete in a year or two
0: yeah and you know obviously Jistic has shown a a history of developing pitchers you know my question outside of the offense is can his starters throw strikes you know herbert holes is a guy that obviously is a could be a legit number one but him along with the rest of the staff i just wonder can they throw strikes
1: yeah, there's a lot of a lot of hundred walk guys in a rotation is not something that you want to go into the season with and at number 18 pat
0: with uh pittsburgh millers
1: yeah and uh pat that's uh... Pat, what is Pittsburgh? I guess that'd be technically west of his other franchise. So, Pat West, uh, co-commissioner cup runner-up in '58. The uh, with 58 wins, the worst in the in the domestic league. Parted ways with probably his best hitter in Christian Negron. Probably time for him to go. Uh, poked around in free agency a a bit. Spent spent big on Kurt Dotson coming off a couple of really bad seasons. If you look at it, I'm not sure that he got as much money as, or he, I think he got more money than he probably should have Um, added Raul Guzman to the rotation, gives them at least a recognizable face in the rotation. Lauren Wallace, who has been, you know, was going to supposed to be the next big thing in Baltimore. And has actually proven to be a pretty serviceable guy around the league since he left um, has kind of bounced team to team, but, uh, contributed everywhere he's gone i like him but when i look at pittsburgh all i keep thinking is they're they're not done yet you know stick them back in the oven they they got good young pitching in the minors but they're all a few years away they got high picks it's just they're they're killing time at this point i think they're a little bit better this year because they they did go out and and make some moves for some proven talent but they're nowhere near ready Well, you know, we'll move on to our
0: next high. Always exciting. Uh, Morgantown in Los Alamos at 16. And do you want to start with uh, your stout rival, Morgantown Mohawks?
1: Bastard stepchilds of the stout. Um, Morgantown is probably the most frustrating team, at least. You know, I probably pay a little bit more attention to the IL than the DL, but they've got all the talent in the world, and it seems like they should be better. It's one of those things where – I think everybody who's been, has been playing this game and kind of gets sick of uh, managing their own team. Morgantown is one that you look at and you go, Oh man, I, I I'd love to get my hands on that to see what I could do. They, they tend to always have money. They've got a, they've had a lot of high picks. Um, you know, they re-upped with Jerry Howell, which they really kind of had to do uh, if they, if they weren't going to get value for him trading they really needed to resign him, got him on a decent deal. Uh is a legitimate star, uh, this second baseman, uh, Arroyo, his ratings look amazing. I mean, if his stats ever catch up to his ratings, he's one of those middle infielders that this league clamors for. You, you got to get middle infield talent. And he looks on paper like he's a guy who could do it. Um, but again, they were kind of quiet. They tend to always be quiet in the offseason. Jerry Murdoch was their, really their only big free agent move. And it looks like he's going to close there, which may be a questionable. He seems like more of a... a straight middle reliever. Um, But I like Morgantown. I want, even though they're in the stout, maybe it's because they're in the stout. I'd like to see them improve. I'd like to see them get better. I do. They do have a prospect down in, uh, who probably start in AAA named Tom Hall, who may be the outside of Howell and Coates, may be their best pitcher right now. And they may want to think about getting him up sooner than later.
0: Well, and you know we'll look at the Bandits next. You know, a team that added Shaver, Darling, Josh Pulling in the off-season, and uh, always seems to be there with spot. What do you see?
1: Well, I mean, when when your number one off-season move is trading for a for a 37-year-old, I I don't know that you're making positive steps in the right direction. Los Alamos, despite having a having a title and being one of the one of the only teams to to knock off Virginia during their dynasty uh they're kind of a forgotten i l team they're kind of always there but half the time maybe it's because they they're one of the one of those lowest teams uh, when i'm when I'm putting together shaver metrics i almost always accidentally put them in the d l because i forget who they are for a second um something's got to give with with los alamos they're not an exciting team um not an exciting system but a high payroll that's not a great combination you know in a division where the where the best team has an owner that doesn't even know what state they're in. Los Alamos should be able to catch up uh, with Carolina or Memphis, whatever you want to call them today, uh, just through his experience. I, I'd i like to see him. I, I, I don't know. I don't have a prescription. I, I don't know what's going to fix it, but just standing pat, I don't feel like he's going to be the answer. H- Hector Duarte looks like a legit star, uh, could be the face of their franchise, needs to stop getting those little dings that kind of take, 20, 30 games away from him each season. But, uh, I mean, I, there's not a lot to like here right now, but there is some potential, but it, we got to get active. You know, the you know, spots got to get active when he can. And I, I think he can, I think he can get back in the conversation for the division.
0: Well, and some young pitching there with Hernandez and, you know, Chris, Chris Flores out of the pens, a, a, a budding star and moving on to another stout team at 15, the Wilmington blue wave. Uh, another team with some young pitching talent and, uh, looks like Lombardo may be up to start the season again.
1: Yeah, all the pieces, but no plan seems to be what comes to mind when I see the Wilmington, uh, blue wave Wildcats, uh, a lot of young talent, but they haven't really gelled yet. I, Zach Gaston's obviously a legit stud, but he needs help. It's, I, I think I said this last year, I say it a lot in the forums, This is a different team if they don't make that Ming Air deal uh, with Windy City.
0: Yeah,
1: eat him at the top of the lineup. This team looks a lot better with him in it. But you know, hindsight obviously 2020. But they got a lot of young pitching in the BLB. Um, They got their top couple guys look like they're they're gonna be good. But they really need some more reliable bats. Uh, They they need to maybe move. They they got some high minor um, AAA and Double A pitching that's coming up right on the heels maybe it's time to to have a little sale to see if you can get some legitimate bats right now because you need you need some help for the pitching that the pitching's coming along but it's zach Gaston on an island right now
0: yeah and and we'll move on to another tie at 13 and we'll start with the team that I'm starting to wonder if you put him this low just to piss him off and get a reaction out of him But Dave and, and you know, the New Orleans Dukes defending uh DL wild card, won the title two years ago and uh, seems projected for another good season, except for in shaver metrics.
1: You know, say that as if I have to do anything for Dave stuff. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd be frightened to see the the happy version. Yeah. Uh, I, it's a good team. Uh, Shaver, not I guess, just not a a Shaver metrics darling. That happens to teams. A lot of people wear it as a badge of honor. It's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Although I would point out that the number one IL team and the number one DL team in Shaver metrics last year played for the title. So and 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 while I do mention that it, it's a snapshot in time and and we really just captured it at spring training. I just 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 saying.
0: Of course, of course.
1: But uh New Orleans, the only DL team not from Maine to win a title since the very first season. Uh they play awesome D. I mean, they won all three outfield DWIs last year again. Um Von Haynes, re-ups, you know, he, he's a great player. He I mean he's a great bat. RJ Curtis was not himself last year, and that that really hurt um that that hurt New Orleans. He came back from injury. But there's no signs that he can't get it back if he gets it back if he gets it back this year, then the sky's the limit he He did have at least one really rough outing in spring training, but all in all he looked pretty good but the bottom line when you're talking about Dave and talking about New Orleans is nobody shops more than they do he's either a major seller or a major buyer all the time he's, he's very active he's always looking to improve and he's also at the same time always looking for options to work towards the future so i have no doubts that the team that he starts the season with will look nothing like the team he's playing with in may um you know he's he that quickly
0: and there's one thing to always remember your first offer to him is always perfect he'll love it he'll accept it no no skepticism there You know, tied with him at 13, an aging team and an aging division, uh, adding an aging piece, the Hartford Whalers in UMD.
1: Yeah, they they won the L last year, but it was an 86-win season, which was probably a a disappointing season for them all in all, and and obviously getting ousted in the first round by by Los Angeles is not going to make you happy. Uh, They really lacked power last year. That was really kind of their their dead spot, and they've – fix that in a big way this offseason you can you you bring in one of the best hitters in the game there's no doubt they're going to be better offensively i actually see that not not being a major issue for them i think their offense looks really good i think it's going to be their strength um, and their starting pitching looks good i really what scares me most with them is is i think their bullpen is going to be their achilles heel i i don't see anything to to really love in there right now with any type of consistency they don't have a legitimate left-hander in the bullpen at all, Um so I feel like they they need to do something. They're clearly going for it here with the Morgan move, but if if Chuck Durham can't stay healthy, uh, then their window is going to close really quickly. And I think they gotta they gotta possibly look at shopping uh, someone like Hernandez or Sao, while their market value is so high because. I don't know. Sometimes I I mean, I don't know about you, but sometimes you just with certain guys with certain combinations of guys, you just feel like, you know, there's just something about this team that's just just not meant to be all the talents there. But something's not meshing. Well,
0: and, you know, it's been a long run for him, but he's never been able to put it together. And like the Bulls in the 90s, it's never it's never good to be second run when Virginia's around and, uh Obviously, a couple DL titles, but I wonder how long he can hang on and uh, how we'll look back at the uh, 1990s Hartford Whalers. And, you know, at number 12, it's always it's always a better league when Brad is, is successful and, and a team on the rise in the quarter, the Philadelphia Freedom.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people like Duke kind of – plant their flag in the, in the title of off-season champion through, through moves or, or activity. Windy city, I know has touted themselves with that before in Pawtucket obviously likes to be in the conversation or all conversations, but I'd argue that possibly Brad and, and Philadelphia were the true off-season champs uh, this off season. They really, they, they did a lot. They made a lot of moves um, and they got better. I mean, they brought Gonzalez back. they, bring Fitzgerald over. He'd be number 2. They could they definitely needed some pitching. Um I like this team. I think they're right there on the edge, uh you know, sixth best in the in the import by by our numbers. You know, I think they're going to at least be in the conversation in the wild card. I think there's more to be done. Um not not a ton to love right now, but a lot of potential. I think their pitching is going to be better. And I think they're hitting is right now kind of a feast or famine type of thing. If it goes well, they could be great. They've got guys who've done it before, but they haven't done it consistently. So, um, And I actually like they got a kid in AAA, Robles, who they don't have a spot for him in the outfield right now. But at 25, I got a feeling they're not going to be able to keep him down for very long, and and he could he could be a big swing uh, if they get a good start in the season.
0: Well, moving on to number 11, a team that you think might be the class of the Pilsner. They were last year, but uh, Ryan and the uh, Indianapolis Clowns.
1: Uh, You know, took the Pilsner in '99, but then a first round exit. kind of liked them all through the season. I mean, I think that most people would argue that Indianapolis and, and California kind of looked like they were maybe on a collision course uh for the for the finals uh through the regular season, but just some bad breaks and, and the the playoffs just weren't meant for them. Uh rough off season for uh, Jerry Morgan, obviously, uh with the uh, the passing of his virtual son, but uh he looked good. In in the outing since he's been back, he's a legitimate ace for them. I am obviously partial, but I don't think you can argue that he's a good guy. Uh, They have one of the one of the better below 30 rotations behind Morgan uh, Bryant, uh, J.P. Johnson, Mel Jackson all look really good. Um, And and we've talked about before, this is turning into a pitching league and he's got a lot of it and they little moves they make, they continue their quest to become the the Midwest colonials, uh, adding Piro Hidalgo to catch, um, you know, with Morgan Jackson, Bayer, all former Virginians. So, you know, I, his, his hero worship is getting a little bit embarrassing, but, you know, what can I say? Uh, something to watch. He's got a young middle infield, uh, either Wessel or Hackett are going to get some innings as rookies this year. And, uh, they, they could make or break, uh, how far they go. You you, you need something consistent from your middle infield and, and looking at a couple rookies competing, like that, that that could determine where the season goes for Indianapolis.
0: Yeah. And obviously Hackett, former number one pick, obviously a lot of people like him. I, I don't think he's ready and I do think he'll see some at bats and, uh, Moving on to number ten, Los Lunas, uh, and Jim, and and a team that never seems to rebuild and never seems to be outside of the top ten.
1: Yeah, it's like I feel like they got the the uh, the positive stank on them by winning the very first. BLB title because yeah, I agree with you. They, they don't seem to ever be in rebuild, but they also don't seem to ever be going for it yet. They always seem to kind of be in the conversation. Uh, We got them as the fifth best team in the domestic coming in that obviously puts them in the conversation for at least a playoff spot, Uh, but it'll be tough sledding at least at the beginning. JJ black gets hurt their pin was absolutely positively going to be their strength. It usually is. Um, so when you start with that kind of blow against you, not, not a great way to start it out. Uh, not a good 99 um, for them, but Shaver metrics always loves them. So I'm not shocked to see them back up here again. Uh, they didn't lose much, but they did add a couple of arms in the off season. Um, and I guess the thing that would concern me if I, if I'm running the the pigs here is Cavadas is great player everything looks like he he should be a superstar i think i actually at one point called him possibly the heir apparent to to woodbury because he had all the markers that say he's going to be that good but i got a theory that the kid must be allergic to money because as soon as he got the big contract his ops dropped 100 points uh he started getting dinged up he's kind of had rough back-to-back seasons and you know I, i hate to say this but he may be a candidate for the for the old change of scenery trade uh, before he gets into his prime
0: we move on to number nine uh and we talk about los angeles sometimes is the best team nobody talks about well the best third place team nobody talks about is the mississippi storm
1: again this is one of those teams that i think is it's a, it's like a sum of their parts thing there's nothing flashy but they, they seem to play above their level. If you looked at them on paper, there's not a lot of exciting stuff going on here. Um, in fact, I would argue that unless you give credit to Rojas for time served, they really don't have a great player on their roster. They they have some young 20s pitchers that could be dealt for pieces um, if they wanted to try to kind of rebuild or go the next step on the fly. But uh, it could be a really rough season, I think, for their rotation if they don't um, if they don't get some career years out of guys, um, this is a very active division and Mississippi has never been a super active team. They, they will jump in and make a big move that you, you kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, but with an active division, like they're in, it's really easy to get pushed to the basement if, if you don't, if you don't stay on top of, on top of your team and your roster. And, you know, at
0: number eight, we kind of foreshadowed this uh, when we talked about Indy, but a little bit of a surprise for me, the Dallas Snappers, your number one Pilsner team, and uh, number three in the DL.
1: They don't do much. You know, they're not super active, but then they'll kind of swoop in and make a big deal. Um, This is just, this one just feels just like another run. For Dallas, uh, they didn't really do much to to get better. They really didn't do much to get worse. They they do have some injuries going into the season, could make it a slow start. But the team still can hit, and it's the DL and hitting is is going to be a, a premium for them. So uh, they only really have to catch Indy. Is kind of my feeling. So they're a high salary team. I don't know how much they can do to get better. So they may just be playing dice rolls right now to see if, if they're good enough with what they have. Um, If things get rough, depending on how much of a heart Jim has, he may consider moving Danny Alvarez late in the season to a contender. He's 39. Uh, Could probably use a pity trade. A lot of people probably don't realize that uh, Alvarez didn't hit Wilmington till the year after Wilmington won their title. So Alvarez actually has no title. At 39, it would kind of be nice to see him uh, get, get at least a run if, if Dallas isn't in it.
0: Well, and you know, at number seven, a team you don't want to give any credit to. You don't want to say that he knows what he's doing. Another team that never seems to rebuild and another team that probably shouldn't be at number seven, but he's figured out a way to do it, and he's it, a lot of talent out there. Your buddy, Pat, and the Washington Bats.
1: Osa loves the bats, which just tells me and confirms my theory that Osa doesn't look at offense because this team is not going to hit. I, I just don't see where they're going to get hitting. Uh, kenzie has gone, and they didn't really do anything to replace the production that they got from him. I'll absolutely concede, and Shaver Metrics pours it out. The pitching does look better. Adding Sasaki, um, I mean, a $20 million number one is a little bit nuts. Um, but he's he's you know, he was the number one pick in nineteen eighty four. He but he just turned thirty-eight. And uh, you know, I guess good for him. This is a, a fat retirement package that he's getting. Um you know, Washington solid bullpen, which they always have a solid bullpen. Um the weak the weak bottom half of the stout should allow Washington to get some wins. Um I I guess I I'm not going to argue with Shaver metrics because it's my formula. Osa loves them. Absolutely. And to Pat's credit, I think that they absolutely have some young talent coming up. Uh, their infield uh, in the high minors looks like they've got some really nice players in the next few years. So Washington is coming back. There, there's no There's no doubt in my mind that they're going to be a team to beat again very soon i just don't see it this year i said it publicly this isn't this isn't this isn't a playoff team um i don't get it but more power to them. i i, I love the stout so if if they grab the wild card uh, i'll high five him
0: yeah and you know the the sazaki signing got all the headlines but a move that i really liked is lauren washington a guy who's hit his stride since he hit the il uh a few years back and uh we will see. And moving to, this is really my surprise when, I, when you first sent me the rankings at number six, the main guides. But then you go back and look at their offseason. They had Rex Knight. They get Chuck Lindsey, who's still got something left. Uh, a catcher, Robbie Shumway, who I really like, who, who seemed to take a ratings bump. And really just lost Suzaki, but maybe they replace uh, his production with Lindsey. And uh, you've got possibly the number two team in the DL.
1: Yeah, I mean, we 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 caught we caught some grief from from Z last uh, Shaver Metrics uh, BLB Radio podcast that uh, we didn't spend enough time on Maine. So let's move on to number five. No, uh, Maine, they obviously they look better this season. You add Knight, you add Lindsay. That's immediately gonna it's gonna help. The offense looks solid but old. But you know, there's we've seen ageless guys do it. In this league for a long time, their, their pitching does have some question marks. I like I like Lindsey, um, but they're using Olivo as a starter, who I you know obviously I was the first one to to scream from the mountaintops that I thought he could start, but I'm not sure that his history since leaving has has proved that he can with any type of consistency. Uh, I don't love Maine's bullpen either. I, I think they got a lot of holes. I think they got a lot of stuff to to. to to cover up and they don't have a lot of money to make moves. So some things are going to have to be juggled. They do look good. I think they're going to hit. I think the ale is weaker than maybe it has been in in the past few years. I think Pittsburgh and Pawtucket are pretty rough right now because they're in rebuilds. So I think Maine gets a lot of win, a lot of free wins there. Um, I'll tell you one interesting thing is I don't know if, if you've checked him out, but he, he was just drafted last year. But Dusty Paulson is in the main system. This is one of those guys who we've seen recently in, in the last few years of drafts. We saw him pick just just last season, middle of last season. I think he could be in the pennant race for this team if, if they get in it. So you know, there's one to watch if you're, if you're a main fan.
0: You know, Paulson's a guy that I have been watching just because his ratings were fantastic in the draft, but his stats were awful. So I didn't take him, but just out of curiosity, I wanted to keep watching him. And he is a guy that has developed very quickly ratings-wise, and, and he is uh, you know at a AAA level right now, and, and you're absolutely right. He could be up uh, in the fall and uh, uh, at number five, the Los Angeles Dinos, and uh, to me, a, a team that is clearly number one in the DL.
1: Yeah, well, you know, they were the highest rated team in Shaver Metrics in 99. They went on to the title game. They went six games in the title game. Uh, just kind of they looked great all the way through the playoffs. They, For the first few games, it was looking like they had a legitimate shot. And then just kind of the way things lined up for Virginia, they ended up walking, walking away in six games. But lots of like about uh, Los Angeles. If, if nothing else, they didn't lose any talent. They, they didn't play the free agent game, which they're kind of in that position right now. I mean, I think you you build up to a point and then you get to, to the position where you don't have to play in free agency. Uh, you just, you just let your system mature and just let it go. Um, Jamie Cosby is a young kid. He should probably start at, at third base for them this year. I like him. Uh, I think they he makes the te- a good team already better. Uh Seth Walters is is a switch hitting power bat. Uh they got a little taste at the end of last season. I like him too. I think he's developed. I think Los Angeles gets better. They have a really really nice setup closer situation with uh Beniquez, Gallo and McCormick kind of all bouncing around. I mean I I'm going to throw I'll, I'll throw the D word out. This is this is the dynasty. I mean this is a DL this one feels like a, a, a dynasty. There's a lot to like. It'll it'll really take injuries or just over the top mismanagement to keep this team out of the playoffs for the next quite a few seasons.
0: Well, don't put me uh, in the GM role in Los Angeles then. So we move to the final four, and uh, you know I'm sure you're proud of this. Uh, but you know all import league teams starting at number four a team that, you know, best record in the league last year, uh, California Codians.
1: Yeah. They, you know, they were the darlings uh, of 99, 113 wins. And then unfortunately injuries really cost them their shot at the title. I, I'm not convinced that they were ready to win the whole thing last year, but they certainly would have been in the conversation and you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, when, once you get into the games, um, you know, their biggest offseason move was simply maturing. I mean, it was just getting older and, and getting better. Um, their front office kind of passively, aggressively shopped some of their high-priced international talent this offseason and ultimately moved Perez uh, to Denver in one of those head-scratcher moves. But uh, it was a good move for, for, for California. I mean, I think they Perez was a talent, but they they're they're in a position where they didn't need a nine million dollar reliever. They've got enough talent that they didn't need to spend that kind of money when they're up towards the top of top of their budget on that type of guy. I, a lot of I guess the the one strike against California and you know I I have them fourth in the in the league, so I obviously don't have too many strikes against them. They had a lot of career years last year, and, and that's kind of tough to repeat or at least tough to predict that you're going to get it again. I think they got the talent to do it Uh, a lot to like as, as an owner in the IL and a team that they're going to have to probably play California, not looking forward to it. In fact, we opened the season against them and uh, you know, there's a lot to like, I I wish, I wish they weren't this good, but I I know, I feel like it's kind of staring down what Virginia was a few years ago. Unfortunately, you, you gotta be a piece of crap for a few seasons But then all those picks, if you just let them mature, you end up getting a team like this.
0: Well, and, you know, moving on to uh, to their rival, you know, nowadays, the Baltimore Bulldogs, a team at at number three. I think you probably made their day picking them over uh, California. And uh, DeLandis really has built a great team here.
1: Patrick's darling for sure. Uh, this year, uh, they, they did take the broom out of the playoffs in the, uh, in the division series last year and then kind of proceeded to make big changes immediately. Uh, as soon as, I mean, they, they, I don't even think they'd landed back in Baltimore yet. And, uh, they were already making plans to push talent out. Rex Knight's gone. Pat Kane's gone. Luis Miguel Rodriguez, all gone. Um, kind of felt like maybe Baltimore was going to go into a rebuild. But then, you know, when when the dust settled on the offseason and you, you really broke this team down on paper, I think they there may have been a bit of an addition by subtraction thing. Um, it looks like Danny Rodriguez is going to get the chance to close. I like him a lot. Uh, Angel Barrios should be should get an everyday position this year. He looks to be a very good one, kind of quietly uh, emerging as a nice, nice player. And I mean, I guess if I have any questions, it's just because I don't think we've gotten an indication from the Landis on what he's doing. I, I don't necessarily see the identity yet or, or which way this team's going. Are they are they trying to contend for or are they trying to contend for a title? Are they are they doing an on the fly rebuild? Um, you know. What 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 did they do this off season? What did they do to change their team to to get out of the first round? I mean, they, I think they've had the unlucky break of the, they tend to catch the best team uh, in the first round every year or the hottest team in the first round every year, and you know that's just that's just bad luck sometimes. So I think to to kind of move past that, maybe have to make a bold move. And I don't know the I saw this doesn't mean i like the team less i like them a lot i think they're right there i think they'll they'll fight with california all season uh for that division
0: yeah and you know california got off that huge lead last year and uh baltimore hung in after that so so if there's not a, a crazy hot start they i, I absolutely agree with you and it number two uh a team that uh that moved this offseason uh the memphis tobes
1: yeah it's uh <laughs> they took virginia to seven in the uh, in the i l c s last year i think a lot of people missed that we didn't have a we didn't have as much attendance in our in our live sims last playoffs. I don't think people realize how close the uh Memphilina tobbs were to uh to taking virginia down um It's a good team uh, no doubt about it uh Aparocio had his coming out party twenty one and five runner up for the pale ale. Uh needs to cut his walks. You know, he's another one of those guys who probably walks more guys than he should to be considered a, a legitimate ace um, and not just a guy who had a really one really great season. Uh, Burns looks better, should continue to improve. His, his numbers are going to get better. Uh, I think uh, Hector Pagan overachieved a little bit in 99 and isn't necessarily someone you want to count on, but it'll be what it is. Uh, Reyes is finally healthy at closer. They do have a lot of money sunk into the bullpen, so they're going to need to get performance because you know they they've laid out the bucks for it. Um, I guess my my big question for Carolina is they got thirteen hundred defensive innings last year from from Dale Haggerty, who played a little second, a little short, a little first, a little third for them. He obviously hangs them up. Um, Carolina's going to have to replace those innings somewhere. And I've not seen the guy. They're they're deep in the outfield. They got catching. They got pitching. Um, They got some holes in the infield. And they're going to need to get that somewhere. And they don't necessarily have the money to do it. So they're going to have to get creative somehow. And, you know, the number one team,
0: it's status quo all over the place. It's status quo in Shaver metrics with Virginia on top. It's status quo in Virginia. You know, no big additions, no big departures, $124 million payroll again. And uh, obviously, if anybody knows uh, Shaver Metrics, if everybody anybody knows the Colonials, it's it's you. So uh, well, let's talk I, about it.
1: I mean, the, the the math is is the math, and I certainly don't slant the I don't slant it towards Virginia strength. It's, but I mean, to give the a tip of the you know inside behind the a peek inside the curtain a little bit. I mean, Shaver Metrics is going to obviously favor teams that are average or above average all across the diamond. And that's the thing that kind of Virginia has, even if they're not the same dominant team, which, you know, it's hard to say the team that just won the title isn't a dominant team, but obviously they're aging. Um, obviously everyone's calling for declines in, in Chavez, in Herrera, in Daly, um, you know, and we've, we've seen it, you know, people are, they've lost, you know, Chavez had to move to first base. Uh, Daly is actually going to move out of the top of the lineup this year. You know, he is, he's lost. He had to move out of center field. You know, they are started. Shows agent, not in the, you know, not in the way that Mel Woodbury aged. Um, but at this point, you know, there's still a lot to like. There's still there's still a good team. There, there's some holes. They don't play great defense. Um, that could hurt them. Uh, Jean Laguerre is taking some personal time at the start of the season. They're pretty thin w- at, at the top of the rotation right now. Um, there's holes. There, I have I have no doubt there's holes. This is probably this is a team that I like a lot. I like them, but I don't they don't feel like a foregone conclusion that they're going to win last year in 99, they felt like a great team. Um, This team feels like a really good team that should be enough to win the stout. But I honestly kind of go into the season knowing that there's no room to make moves um, as far as to add things. I mean, that really the only, the only direction to go for Virginia right now is down this could be you know this could be the kareem farewell tour where the, where they get the rocking chair at, at every stadium this this may be the last run you know the 90s are officially over and you know they may have one shot left in them for 2000 but uh you know outside of you know outside of having some some good some some great players still that have got a, probably a few years left in the tank there's not a lot coming up behind them Knutson it looks like the real deal but Virginia at some point probably is going to have to blow it up.
0: Yeah. And obviously, you know, like you mentioned with Knutson around you, there's always a building piece there uh, for at least the foreseeable future and, and some picks here and there in the Morgan deal. Uh, so if you do have to rebuild, I, I I bet it won't be very long. So, you know, to wrap it all up, play your, your championship uh, prediction this year.
1: Wow. It, you know what? I am going to, Give me, hmm. You know what? Give me hmm, Maine. Give me Maine in the domestic, and give me California in the import. With I'm gonna, I'm gonna, You know what? Give me Maine. Give me Maine in six games beating California, and that, and that's me. That's not Shaver Metrics. That's just, that's just a gut feeling. Wow well you know just to throw mine out
0: there uh, obviously less expertise but i'm going to say uh, california over los angeles in 6 uh i i obviously really like california uh baltimore can give them a run and then i think los angeles is the clear class of the dl uh anything else you want to add as we wrap up our our second annual uh, shavermetric podcast here
1: i just thank everybody again for an for an awesome off season thank you for your patience when things get uh, a little bit behind, but uh, I appreciate everyone sticking around. That's us uh, hope for a great, uh, great 2000. We're thankful that the Y2K didn't uh, cause any hiccups on our end. And uh, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just keep plowing through.
0: Yeah. Well, Clay, appreciate it. It's always fun. And uh, we will uh, talk to you, I'm sure, again uh, sometime during the season.
1: Thank you.